Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. There are just certain people that come along in your life that you just know they will one day become a Christian. They understand many truths, and they have a level of wisdom that comes with understanding truth, but they've just never made that commitment to Christ and asked Him for forgiveness and started that real relationship with Him. But when you listen to them, you just know it's a matter of time. <laughs> the, the comedian J.P. Sears was one of those people. Uh, when my wife and I went and saw him do his stand-up show a few years back, uh, we commented on the way home that, that he was getting really close to being a Christian. <laughs> you, 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 if, if, you've, if you've seen anything uh, that he's done, and it, particularly his latest material uh, on YouTube, it, it is obvious that he has had that life-changing experience with Jesus. And if, if you have not seen why I changed my mind about evil, I was wrong video, that's that's the the name of it. Why I changed my mind about evil, I was wrong. You you definitely need to. I mean, it it isn't even a hugely funny one, but it is so very spot on with truth. Dr. Jordan Peterson is another one of those people that you just know is close to being to, to being saved and having a saving relationship with God that it just won't be long now before it happens, I'm sure. And if you if you have not heard of Dr. Peterson, he is a clinical psychologist uh, and a pr- uh, professor emeritus at the University of Toronto. From 1993 to 98, he served as uh, assistant and then associate professor of psychology at Harvard. And he is the international best-selling author of Maps of Meaning, 12 Rules for Life, and Beyond Order. Uh, I really, I really like this guy. Uh, and and he has so much to say. Um, most of the time, I, I just end up learning from whatever I listen to that, that he is saying. I mean, he, he's just one of those guys that you just want to listen to and learn from. Um, and because he's not afraid to tell the truth, there are those that really want to silence him. <laughs> so controversial Canadian psychologist um, Jordan Peterson has launched a legal challenge against the College of Psychiatrists of Ontario after he said, the governing body threatened to pull his practice license if he didn't complete social media re-education for comments he made on Twitter and the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, this this is an article that comes from Patrick Riley, and he uh, writes for the New York Post. And he says that Peterson, who's 60, filed an application for judicial review with the Ontario Divisional Court. The, the Toronto Sun reported last Wednesday about this and, and said, as the clinical psychologist uh, has said, he will refuse to comply with the regulatory body's demands. Can, I mean, can you imagine having to go through re-education courses? The CPO, which oversees practicing psychologists, uh, psychologists 
in um, in Toronto in order to protect patients from you know professional misconduct and and that type of thing. Ordered Peterson to complete a mandatory get this and this is what they call it specified continuing education or remedial program to review as they put it reflect on and ameliorate his professionalism in public statements that's how they put that according to a lengthy list of requirements from the college that peterson shared on twitter now he must meet with psychiatrists uh, and psychologists for uh, coaching classes which he must pay for himself until a final report is issued by the coach that shows their concerns have been properly ameliorated. Now, the CPO reached uh, its decision on November 22nd following an investigation and said, quote, I'm not complying, he said. I'm not submitting to re-education, and I'm not admitting that my viewpoints, many of which, by the way, have been entirely justified by the facts that have emerged since the complaints were levied were either wrong or unprofessional, he wrote this in, in the National Post. Quote, I'm going to say that I uh, what I have to say and let the chips fall where they will. I have done nothing to compromise those in my care, quite the contrary. I have served all my clients and the millions of people I, have com- I am communicating with to the best of my ability and in good faith, and that's that. <laughs> Wow. Uh, You know, like I say, he puts it straightforward. Quote, "If, if it becomes necessary for him to attend the classes, he pledged to make all of the details of of what they're teaching and and having him go through. He's he's uh, he's saying he's going to make those public which would be really interesting, actually. In June, Twitter suspended Peterson for uh, a, a post about transgender actor Elliot Page that broke the platform's rules against hateful conduct. <laughs> Remember when pride was a sin, he said, and Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician. This is what he tweeted out and he got suspended for. Twitter's new CEO, though, Elon Musk, reinstated Peterson's account in November after Musk took over the company. A month earlier, Peterson announced that he would be stepping away from social media after he caught heat for retweeting a New York Post article about plus-size sports illustrated model Yummy New, calling her not beautiful, <laughs> adding that no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. <laughs> In January, the former University of Toronto researcher claimed on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast that being transgender is a result of social conagen and similar to satanic ritual abuse and suggested that acceptance of trans community is a sign that civilization's collapsing. <laughs> he, like I say, he will put it exactly the way it is. Uh, in response, critics again denounced Spotify's Rogan podcast for having peddled harmful anti-trans rhetoric. The CPO cited on January 25th um, podcast appearance of his his uh, notice to to uh, Peterson. Now, in May, 
of 2022, Peterson blasted Trudeau on Twitter for his travel ban when he said, quote, I'm at my daughter's wedding in California. I will never forget at Justin Trudeau that my father is not here because of your utterly unconscionable, unconstitutional and vindictive travel ban, he said at the time. The Wall Street Journal editorial board defended Peterson for speaking his mind uh, in an opinion piece. Uh, quote, professional bodies are supposed to ensure that practitioners are competent, not enforce political orthodoxies or act as language police outside the office, uh, the, the board wrote in, in a scathing column. Uh, Peterson, who who boasts over 15 million followers uh, across uh, his social media platforms, told the Toronto Sun that he never had any complaints levied against him until he drew international attention in 2016. He said he's since had to hire lawyers to handle his college's complaints. And, so, and let's let's look at what Dr. Peterson's response to all this is. So I've laid out what's happening here, that they're trying to strip him of his license for basically some of the things that he has posted onto Twitter and retweeted. Um, so let's look at what his response is to this. And here's what he has to write. He wrote this uh, for the Daily Wire, and he said, the Ontario College of Psycho Psychologists wants to retrain me to behave properly, and this should concern everyone. I couldn't. I could not agree more with that. This. This is really. I mean, it, it kind of sounds funny, and we kind of laugh at it a little bit. But this really is a serious matter when you really start to think about it. And here's how he lays it out. He says the practice of psychology in Toronto and in many other North American and Western jurisdictions, is subject to regulation by professional colleges, essentially government organizations with a mandate to protect the public from misconduct on the part of physicians and lawyers and social workers, dentists, pharmacists, teachers, uh, architects, and, and many others, including, and most re relevant to me, he says, clinical psychologists. So basically, I mean, he's, he's saying, look, the, the, the reason that these type of organizations exist is to try to protect people from, uh, from individuals who uh, do malpractice, for, for lack of a better term. Anyone anywhere in the world can levy a complaint to these regulatory bodies for any reason, regardless of whether the complainant has had a direct contact with the professional in question. The respective colleges have the responsibility to determine whether each complaint is serious and credible enough to warrant further investigation. Complainants can be deemed vexatious or frivolous and dispensed with. When the college decides to move forward, it is a serious move, especially um, equivalent to a, to a lawsuit, basically. The Ontario College of Psychologists, in fact, recommends legal counsel under such conditions. The Ontario College of Psychologists has levied a, a multitude of such lawsuits against me since my rise to public pr prominence six years ago, although none at all in the 20 years or so I practiced 
as a psychologist before that, <laughs> these have multiplied as of late and now number more than a dozen. This may seem like a lot and where there's smoke, there's fire or so people think. But I might point out that it is difficult to communicate with as many people as I do and to say anything of substance without rubbing at least a few of them the wrong way now and, and then. <laughs> I, can, I can testify to that. Oftentimes when we speak truth, it will rub people the wrong way. And so it, it, you know, that's why a lot of people will, will you know, just kind of sugarcoat everything and, and kind of, you know, beat around the bush on, on stuff and not really come out with truth because it can kind of get you into trouble sometimes. <laughs> For many crimes, I have been um, sentenced to a course of mandatory social media communication training with the college's so-called experts. A long social media communication training is not a specific or, or certainly not a clinical specialty of any standing. So, so who's, in other words, he's saying, who, who's going to be these experts? Because there's no such thing as, as being, you know, in a specialty of this type of, of, uh, of training. And he says, I am to do this at my own expense some hundreds of dollars per hour. And for the length of time that is to be determined only by those retraining me and, and profiting from doing so, how will this be determined? When, when those very re-educators, those experts, have convinced themselves, I have learned my lesson and I will behave properly in the future. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, like a really good tenable type of situation, does it? If I agree to this, he says, then I must admit that I have been unprofessional in my conduct. And to have that noted publicly, even as the college insists that I'm not required to admit to any wrongdoing. If I refuse, and I have, of course, refused, the next step is to... Is, is a mandatory public disciplinary session inquiry and the possible suspension of my clinical license, all of which will be also announced publicly. Now, I should also point out that the steps already taken constitute the second most serious possible response to my transgressions on the part of the college. I have been placed in the category of repeat offender with high risk of further re, uh, uh, of, of, the, of the crimes. What exactly have I done that is so serious, unprofessional, that I am now a danger not only to any new potential clients, but to the public itself? It is hard to tell with some of the complainants. One involved the submission of the entire transcript of three of a three-hour discussion on the Joe Rogan podcast, but here are some examples that might produce some reasonable concern among Canadians who care about niceties as freedom of belief, conscience, and speech. Here are the things that he believes that he is being uh, taken to task for. I retweeted a comment 
made by conservative leader Pierre Poilever about the unnecessary severity of the COVID lockdowns. I criticize Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I criticize Justin Trudeau's former chief of staff, Gerald Butts. I criticized an Ontario city councillor. And I made a joke about it, about the prime minister of New Zealand. I did all of that disrespectfully, by the way, in a horror manner, in a horrific manner, that spread misinformation that was threatening and harassing, that was har- that was embarrassing to the profession. I am also, these are separate offenses, sexist, transphobic, incapable of the re- uh, re- requisite body com- uh, positivity in relationship to morbid obesity, and unforgivably of all, a climate change deniest. <laughs> Yes, he's spoken on all of those things. So every single one of these accusations and now accepted evidence of my professional misconduct is independent of my clinical practice, which, by the way, has been sub, uh, suspended since 2017 when my rising notoriety or fame made continuing as a private therapist practically and ethically impossible. So he, he's uh, put a suspension on, on his um, clinical practice at that time because he, he just couldn't do it with all the, the uh, popularity that, that he was and attention that he was receiving. Every single accusation, he says, is not, is not only independent of my clinical practice, but explicitly political. And not only that, unindirectly, ex, uh, explicitly political. Every single thing I have been sentenced to correct for saying is insufficiently leftist politically. I'm simply too classically liberal or even more unforgivably conservative. That's why he's being attacked. For criticizing our prime minister and his cronies and peers for retweeting Pierre um, uh, Poilever, the, the leader of the official opposition in Canada, and for holding and for daring to express reprehensible political views, I have now been convinced and, con- and convicted, sorry, I've now been convicted by the College of Psychologists of harming people in some manner serious enough to justify my forced re-education. Now that I have refused, I will definitely face further exceptionally uh, um, public uh, demanding uh, demands, uh, demanding uh, the time-consuming and an expensive um, action, disciplinary action, including the suspension of my license. This, despite the fact that none of the people, and get this, none of the people whose complaints are being currently pursued were ever clients of mine, or even new clients of mine, or even knew or were acquainted with any of the people they claim I am harming. This despite the fact, and please attend to this, that half of the people who levied these complaints falsely claimed that they had in fact been or currently are clients of mine. So so what he's saying is none of the people that have made the complaints were clients of his, new clients of his, and yet 
half of them claim that they were clients of his or are clients of his, and none of them are. It may be of some interest to note that I wrote the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, this week, informing him of the situation, he says. Here is the letter for public consumption, which, by necessity, repeats some of what I've covered already. And this is what he says. He says, Dear Prime Minister Trudeau, I thought in my duty to inform you and your office of the following proceedings against me. The Ontario College of Psychologists, the provincial government-mandated and supported professional body charged with regulating the practice of clinical psychology, is requiring that I undergo a lengthy course of media training so that I, more appropriately, conduct my online communication. This is occurring, by the way, despite my 20 years as a research psychologist at Harvard University and the University of Toronto with an unblemished behavioral reputation. My extensive clinical experience and my history of being psycho- psychological, uh, uh, bringing psychological knowledge to people around the world. Some 15 million people currently follow me on three main social media platforms, and the overwhelmingly majority of them appear to regard my words and the, and the particular manner in which I uh, formulate them as interesting, helpful, and productive. Some real evidence to the contrary with regard to the college's accusations. I have rejected this forced re-education request and will in consequence soon be required to appear in front of an in-person disciplinary hearing to bring me into line and with the threat of of the revocation of my clinical license and the public exposure and implied disgrace that would accompany that hanging over my head. It may be of interest to you to note that all of the complainants against me, number one, were brought by people with whom I had zero clinical contact, have nothing whatsoever to do with the function of my, uh, 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 my function as a clinical psychologist, except in the broad possible sense of the word. And most importantly, with regard to this letter, number three, that half of them, involve nothing more than a political criticism of you or the people around you, with all the remaining being complainants generated because I dared state some uh, essentially conservative philosophical belief. As the enclosed documentation indicates, I am being investigated and disciplined for, among a few other reasons not germane to my present communication with you, retweeting the Pierre Polivier, the leader of the Canadian official opposition, criticizing you, your former chief of staff, Gerald Butts, uh, New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand prime minister, and an Ontario city councillor, objecting to um, uh, Ottawa police threatening to apprehend the children of the trucker convoy pre- protesters, I am not suggesting or even presuming that you or any of your people associated with you had anything directly to do with this. However, the fact that this is happening and the physicians and the lawyers have come have have become as terrified as psychologists now are of their own regulatory bodies is something that has definitely happened on your watch. 
as a consequence of your own conduct and the increasing compulsion-based and ideologically pure po- uh, policies that you have promoted and legislated. So he's saying, well, you know, I mean, not directly you, you're involved here, but yeah, it, it happened on your watch. It's because of you. I simply cannot resign myself to the fact to, to the fact that in my lifetime, I'm required to report to a public letter to the to the leader of my country to point out the political criticism has now become such a crime in Canada that if professionals dare engage in such activity, government appointed commissioners will threaten their livelihood and present them with the spectacle of denouncement and political uh, uh, disgrace. There is simply and utterly no excuse whatsoever for such a state of affairs in a free country. And that was signed by by Jordan B. Peterson uh, to obviously his prime minister. Now, why should Canadians who read this care? Well, perhaps those reading in, in this country and elsewhere might ask themselves the following questions. And, and in all seriousness, painful as it might might be to do so, requiring as it does the, the most unbelievable admission that something has gone dreadfully wrong in our lovely country, what makes you think that something similar won't happen to you or to someone you know and, and respect or even love? What makes you think that you are going to continue to be able to communicate honestly with your physicians, with your lawyers, with your psychologists, and representatives may, you know, many other regulated professions, uh, there's, there's a ton of them, if they are now to, they're, they're now so terrified of the regulatory bodies that they can no longer tell the truth? What, what are your children going to be taught when all the teachers that's a regulated profession too, are so afraid of the woke mob that they they swallow all of the ideological lies that are now requiring uh, of, of them, regardless if they believe what they are saying or not. Where are we going to be if we allow criticism of the public figures charged with the privilege of our governance to be grounds for the demolition of not only the critics' reputation, but their very livelihoods. How far are we willing to go down that road without foresight re- resistance? In any case, if, if I, he says, I'm not complying, I'm not submitting to re-education, I am not admitting that my viewpoints, many of which have, by the way, been entirely justified by the facts that have emerged since the complainants were levied, well, we're either wrong or unprofessional. I'm I'm not going to say that I have to um, what what I have to say. I, I I am going to say it and let the chips fall where they where they will. I have done nothing to compromise those in my care. Quite the contrary, I have served all my clients and and, and the millions of people that I am communicating with to the best of my ability and in good faith. And that's that. And to the College of Psychologists, I issue this challenge. I am. I am absolutely willing to make every single word of this legal battle fully public so that the, that the issue of my professional compliance and, and my right to say what I have to say and stand on my words can be fought in full daylight. I would and could post all of the correspondence with the accusations levied 
by those who complained about me and the college itself publicly, publicly, and I will do so if the college agrees. But I cannot, on legal grounds, uh, uh, do this without that. So basically what he's saying is that he, he could just show everything to the public. Um, but that, but while working for the, uh, the college, he can't do so. If they are going to strip him of, of everything, then fine, he's going to do that. And this is, of course, he says, and this, of course, does little but embolden those who have learned to weaponize college disciplinary processes and and to give the accuser and his or her lackeys the upper hand practically and legally. So that's what he's saying is he's not going to do that as long as he works for the college. Now, the sad state and the sorry state of this once great dominion, he says, at the dawn of 2023, and it's still going to get worse before it, it, it gets better. And I would say this, in my opinion, this is exactly how he should be handling this situation. He is doing so by shining light on it. He is refusing to go along with the political correctness game. And he has said no to their threats and coercions. He is standing firm on the truth and not letting others deter him from it. In fact, that the, the, the fact that, that Canada thinks it's okay to have re-education camps, basically, for people that say things that their liberal leaders don't, don't like and, and, and find appalling, I mean, that's, that, that, that says everything right there. I, I bring this to you because Canada is our neighbor to the north. But more than that, they are acting like the, like a third world dictatorship instead of an open, honest communication. They are trying to stifle things that that does not fit their narrative. This is par for the course when it comes to the liberal mindset, but it is being played out in real time right here in front of us. And you may agree with that. You may disagree with all of this. And I would definitely love to hear from you on this one. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.